Happy Sunday. This is one of three. We are going to really play catch up today. Locked on Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. We're getting back to every day, hopefully here now, starting this week. You're going to get more, hopefully, than you bargained for this week uh, with Big Ten Media Days. Uh, I am doing three episodes in a row here on Sunday. And uh, this is the first of three. So uh, we are going to try to knock a bunch of these out, try to get two done uh, on Monday, either before or after I arrive in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days. We'll obviously have a recap Big Ten Media Days, the Michigan Day, maybe another episode here or there. We will see how it goes. Uh, But uh, this first one, just to kind of get in the swing of the day to try to kind of get everything going again. We're going to continue our summer series, uh, the, uh, the position preview. Uh, we still have linebackers, which is what we're going to do right now. We still have defensive backs, which we will do also. And we still have the mailbag from last week that uh, didn't come to fruition. Thanks in large part to, uh, to A, the, the, the health element and one day and then the next day I made the mistake of going and uh we went to the big house for a food preview and uh went and played on the field i'm sure you saw the pictures online um but uh i forgot that i have a field turf allergy people i got home and i was just dead for two days so here we are on a sunday doing three anyway all right let's get to the linebackers it's a position group that i feel a lot more confident about uh than i have in a lot of other years um while there is certainly some concern just kind of given i know josh ross didn't get kind of his his due from a lot of the fan base uh but at the same time i mean he was a team captain he never quite ended up matriculating to be what a lot of people on the team had said you know especially when he after Devin bush left in 2018 uh, 2019 people were talking about Josh Ross internally like yeah he's Devin Bush but better and that's a that's a hard place to live up to uh however I do think Michigan does have a potential guy on the team that can fill that role and that is Junior Colson you keep in mind Devin Bush really came on strong in his second year after playing kind of sparingly in year 1 I mean we saw some glimpses and now you're you're dealing with a freshman all-American in uh in junior colson i do want to look real quick at uh, some comparisons between the two uh as far as what their their first year and their second year was so um devin bush in 2016 uh he ended up having 12 tackles in 13 games uh and i think uh he, I mean, he had no sacks as far as tackles for loss are concerned he had half of one so that's what he was in 2016 and in 2017 nine and a half tackles for loss he led the team with 102 tackles he had five sacks so that kind of goes to show how someone can move from year one to year two uh in the way that they perform uh now similarly let's look at uh what uh let, let's go ahead and, and take a look at what Junior Colson was able to do in year one. Number four on the team in tackles, 14 games, 61 tackles. So he already, already has a much more breadth when it comes to uh, his experience, a lot more experience. 
And he wasn't even really a starter, right? That's the thing that kind of makes it even that much more impressive. Uh, as far as sacks, he had half a sack, tackles for loss. Uh, he had, uh, let's see, where am I at here? He had half a tackle for loss, so it was that same sack, half, half a sack. So really starting to get his feet wet. And he, he's a guy that uh, was spoken of by Jesse Minter this preseason and during spring ball as being the next elite Michigan linebacker. Uh, one of the things about uh, Junior Colson is that he does have elite speed. And I want to try to pull up, uh, I'm going to try to see if I can find real quick, what he was able to run as a, because you keep in mind, he's a track guy. He can run real well. I don't think I'm going to be able to find this <laughs> very quickly at all. So, but uh, I mean, he was running wide receiver type speeds. That's something that is in his repertoire. So I, I'm curious to see, and I do have it here. I'm curious to see what he's able to do. Uh, so, he, I mean, he ran a, a, a sub 4-6 40-yard dash. So that's in the same ballpark as Devin Bush. And you imagine, and you keep in mind, he's 6'3 plus. Uh, let me see exactly what he weighs now. So he's 225 pounds at 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, six, so as he gets a little bit more breadth under what he's capable of doing, once he understands the game that much more, and the good news is he doesn't have a scheme change, uh, but he can go out there and do some really special things. He's very fast. He's very instinctive. I, I expect those numbers that he had last year to grow, of course. I expect him to be the leading tackler for this team, and I think that he's going to come a long way from year one to year two. And that, that's the good news is that you have a player like Junior Colson who can be that mistake eraser and that game changer, and that's exactly the type of thing that they need in the middle. And teams tend to not be really good unless they have at least above average linebacker play. And when you look at some of the years that Michigan hasn't been as good, it's because they were just getting kind of middling linebacker play. So it starts with having an elite type guy. And I think Junior Colson certainly can be that guy for Michigan. Uh, and I mean, he's probably going to be playing weak side, but I mean, that's they move guys around all the time in this particular scheme. So I don't think that that necessarily matters. But they have him as kind of the anchor to what this linebacking core can be. Um, and also, before we, we move on to the others, we'll get to the, this, the other starters, likely starters here in a moment. But uh, I think that uh, big praise can be heaped upon George Hila, who I thought had a uh, really good first year. He's done pretty well everywhere he's gone as a linebackers coach. I just feel so much more confident in this position group than I like last year going into the year. I, I ranked them dead last in confidence level in my power rankings. I, I think that this is a linebacking group that can certainly go out there and perform really well right away. And I'm really excited to see what they're able to do uh, specifically with George Hilo leading the charge and with junior Colson being that star guy. So you got to keep him healthy. Uh, if he's learned the lessons he's needed to from Josh Ross, especially leadership, being able to line people up, then that's a huge bonus for this Michigan team. All right, let's continue on momentarily uh, talking about the uh, the others who are going to be uh, certainly uh, starters or likely starters. Uh, but before we do, 
as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find you, uh, help find the right people to hire, help, help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are continuing to play catch up from last week. Uh, really, the last several weeks. But we're hoping to, to not only fulfill the week's quota, but double up on it. And we are certainly going to have a lot to talk about this week as we have Big Ten Media Days. Michigan going on Tuesday. It's kind of snuck up on me. I just, I realized today I was at church and I'm like, <laughs> I've got, to, I'm driving to Indianapolis tomorrow. The unofficial start of the season. It's this, it's right now. It's happening. Uh, so that is uh, super exciting um, to, uh, to realize that we are getting that close. That fall camp starts on August 3rd. We are on the way here. It is about to happen. But Michigan's defense, I think that a lot of the success or failure will be predicated upon the linebacker group. I think it is the most important position group for the team as of the moment. You have one elite guy, but then you have a bunch of other guys that have so far kind of been role players. And I know that people have been, were, were not nearly as high on Nakai Hill Green as I was last year. I think that he was certainly very dependable. I think that that's the best way to look at it. I think he is a very solid, dependable option. And I, I think that he has the tools to take. I mean, this, that's one of those things is people frequently act like once you see a guy that they don't take the next step. Right. And I feel like, uh, Nakai Hill green. I mean, this is only his third year. And I th- thought he looked really good for, you know, really kind of being thrown to the wolves last year. Uh, I, I think that that's uh, that he's going to have. Uh, a, I think he's your number two guy, the obvious number two guy. He had some games that were excellent, some that weren't. I, I just thought that overall he was pretty good, pretty dependable. Um, his worst game last year came against Iowa. He, according to Pro Football Focus, he posted pretty poor grades across the board: uh, thirty-nine point eight, thirty-five, twenty-six, and in a game in which Michigan, and that's. Defense, run, defense, tackling, by the way. Uh, but good pass rush, good coverage. Um, 
didn't have a good first game against Western Michigan corner pro football focus. Um, some other games, he, he struggled in some areas like Rutgers. He struggled overall defense because of the coverage was really good in run defense and tackling. Indiana was his other poor game, but played very good against Ohio state was lights out against Washington. Um, and then had some other games like Maryland and Penn state in which, and uh, Michigan state in which he posted exemplary grades across the board. So this is a guy that was getting his first real taste of action and really kind of started to uh, like had some games where he figured it out and some games where he got abused. And you're, you're going to expect that that's going to be the case for pretty much anybody. Um, uh, but generally consistent, uh, I would say, uh, though he posted an overall grade of 55.9 in uh, on, on defense, which is pretty low. Uh, that comes, I think, courtesy of poor grades against Western Michigan, Rutgers, middling against uh, Wisconsin and Nebraska, bad against uh, Indiana, bad against Iowa. The rest, and mostly the games that you really want them to be, pretty pretty good, right? Washington, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, pretty decent against Georgia for the most part, according to the PFF grades at least. And I have to use those because I can't remember what every player does in every single game, right? Um, especially, uh, especially on defense. But uh, it, it's, I think that he has a lot of potential, particularly from a leadership standpoint. I'm looking at him and RJ Moten as being those guys that really take that step forward from a leadership capacity. Uh, they have the, those types of mentalities. And I think that, he has certainly got that ability and that capability to take that big step forward as a leader. Uh, as I could see him being a junior team captain if they do have junior team captains this year. Last year they had all seniors, so I'm not sure that that will be the case, but it very well could be. Um, you have about two or three other guys that you look at at the linebacker position as being that other third guy whether it's Michael Barrett or Kalel Mullings being the primaries. Uh, I think that they certainly are the ones that are going to likely be the starters. They might split right as the other weak side guy. Uh, Michael Barrett has been come, become kind of a known commodity. He played, I thought, admirably as a Nick, uh, as not the nickel, but the Viper in his one year. He had some good moments, some bad moments. Uh, it certainly wasn't quite the Jabril Peppers, Kalik Hudson mold, but he does give you some capability. They showed it. He showed that late in the year when they started using him uh, more as Michigan struggled with hurry up offenses or particularly just being lined up before a snap. Uh, and then the other Kalel Mullings is going to likely split between running back as well as linebacker. Uh, he's just got that look of being that really solid linebacker. You know, he's just got that everything that you kind of when you think of being uh a high-level linebacker in the Big Ten, he's got that. So it's just a matter of how is he going to come together in his third year. Uh, you would have liked him to be a little bit further along uh, than he essentially has been, but he certainly has that capability, I think, of, uh, of really stepping into his own this year. Last year was his first real go at things. He had some big plays, uh, thinking about that Rutgers game late in the game. Uh, but still needs to take things up that next step forward. 
The other one that I'm really interested in is uh, my guy, Joey Velasquez, who, I mean, I haven't been to the gym in months. Every time I go to the gym, Joey Velasquez is there for second workout. Because he's already worked out in Schembechler Hall. And yet he's always at my gym for second workout. And I do want to remind you of what uh, Jim Harbaugh told me at Big Ten Media Days on my little, it wasn't an interview, it was just him and I talking. I told him that and he said, I, I think he's going to play. And he ended up being a big player on special teams. But uh, he's like, I think he's got a shot. And if anything, we saw some glimpses of what he is capable of at, uh, in the spring game. I thought he played excellent in the spring game. Uh, he is an absolute beast. It's just a matter of him kind of getting everything put together, playing instinctively. And I think year two of the same scheme, I think he has an opportunity. Uh, to to really become that other guy. So you have a, what could be a rotation, right, uh, of guys who really could, uh, could really contribute at the linebacker position. Uh, but uh, obviously there's a couple that we're waiting to see from. And uh, I guess technically Jalen Harrell is a linebacker. Again, we think of him as an edge rusher. We talked about him already. Uh, but uh, he, he's obviously going to be in that rotation as well. Uh, when you think of it more as a 3-4 rather than a 4-3, Jalen Harehill is one of the four or the in either scenario, right? But uh, I really like him, obviously, as well. So let's get to the, the other couple that we have to talk about here. Uh, not a whole bunch left for, you know, the, the guys that were looking to take a step forward. There's only a handful. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at the, at the list. I, I mean, we've already pretty much covered most of the linebacking core. Uh, but uh, we will get to the rest here momentarily. But before we do, listen, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports events, uh, sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information for live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we have... uh just a few others left to talk about as far as it's uh, concerning the uh, the linebacking core. Before I get into the uh, before I before I end up getting into the uh, the guys who have already kind of been around, there's one that I have to mention that I think could be an instant impact guy this year. Now they brought in two linebackers. From the uh, from the 2022 class, and I think that Jimmy Rolder, who ended up being a four star on three, has him as the number 177 player in the country. He was talked about by Jesse Binter and Jim Harbaugh as again being that like quintessential Big Ten linebacker. I think Harbaugh likened him to Jack Campbell, being that type of guy. Or maybe it was one of the Wisconsin guys, but that's that's the mold, right? And you know he's six two two twenty. I mean he's only been on campus a month and a half here, but uh, 
he's uh he's a guy that if he can get it going in between the ears he's got the physical tools he's that hard hitting like you're he's the type of guy that normally i feel like would have ended up at like ohio state in recent years and michigan ended up getting him so i think that that is huge he's a guy who could play an instant role uh on this defense as a linebacker i i think that he certainly we could be talking about him next year the same way that we're talking about junior colson this year I, th- I think that he's certainly got that potential. Um, aside from him, uh, Micah Pollard, I know Michigan really liked what he brought to the table, uh, but we'll see how he ends up fitting in uh, once he, I mean, he's got the NFL pedigree as far as the, the, the bloodlines. So it will be interesting to see what he's able to do once he's uh, kind of fully acclimated. I don't think that he'll have that same instant impact type. But Michigan still has a couple guys that you're hoping that are going to make impacts this year that we haven't really seen, and both of them are uh, are guys that were uh, that are entering their second year, right? So uh, we're talking about uh, Jaden Hood being the main one, former four star out of Florida. St. Thomas Aquinas is a uh, is a powerhouse. If you can do well there, generally it translates well. Uh, he, when seeing him, he has the look, right? He, he looks like a college football linebacker. Maybe a little bit shorter at 6'1". I say that as someone who is about 6'1". Six, six I feel like I used to be 6'2". I used to measure 6'2". I'm like 6'1". Six, 6'1 six six now. Don't know how you lose inches when you get older, but you do. Um, but uh, he is a guy that I think that if he has kind of figured out, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be a learning curve because he didn't really do anything last year. So it's a matter of him kind of getting going. And then you have a former, uh, Illinois, uh, Mr. Football, I believe if I'm not mistaken in Tyler McLaurin, let me double check what I'm saying here. Uh, hopefully they have that, uh, available here. Um, so, all right. It doesn't, it doesn't say it on the Michigan site. I don't think. But he was an all all conference selection, you know, all that kind of stuff. He was considered to be one of the one of the better players in the state. Felt like he was uh, felt like he was kind of underevaluated. It's kind of weird. I feel like the state of Illinois. Now, I, granted, we were talking about Jimmy Rolder earlier, who was from Illinois. I feel like Illinois players sometimes get kind of under evaluated despite the fact that Chicago is a heck of a, you know, it's, it's one of those big suburban areas that have a lot of players, but for whatever reason, I, I don't feel like that area gets like, we're, we're usually not talking about high end guys out of that area as we are Florida, Georgia, Texas, um, LA, you know, you know, some of the other metropolitan area. I mean, heck, even I feel like New Jersey gets more cred for its prospects than Illinois. But he's a guy that, again, like Michigan really fell in love with him as a recruit. And he's a guy that could certainly make an impact uh, in his second year. Uh, I don't think that anyone expected him to be a, a big impact guy last year. But then again, y- you never know because Rod Moore, no one expected him to really ever see the field. Uh, he was one of those guys where I feel like people were complaining about his commitment and it was more of he was a teammate of that wide receiver that ended up defecting to Wisconsin and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, it's, I think that uh, Tyler McLaurin, 
I don't know that this, this is necessarily the year for him. It kind of feels to me like he's going to be more of a third-year type of guy, you know, a guy that steps up in, in his third year. Uh, Michigan in the spring listed him at 6'3", 237 pounds. I've seen pictures of him in like Michigan's beach day yesterday, Muskegon, I believe. Uh, I saw a picture of him, and it, it's like he looks beastly. So may, maybe it is. But there's always a couple players every year that come out seemingly out of nowhere on either side of the ball. Every year, you, you have that. Even if it's guys that you're like, oh, well, maybe that guy's going to be really good. And remember, this time last year, most of us, I certainly, I wasn't talking about Blake Corum. I remember even having those, those podcasts in which we were running through the running backs, and I said, I feel like Blake Corum is going to end up having the best year because he's the only one I'm not talking about. <laughs> you know, maybe that's a guy like Tyler McLaurin. Maybe that's a guy like Jaden Hood. Guys that have been around, and once you know, you make that big leap from year one to year two. Uh, you especially make that big leap once you can start getting in the game. And I think that the great thing about this schedule is you can start seeing what you have with some of these guys relatively early. And if maybe the light flips on, kind of like that Charlie Puth song, light switch. Let's see, I can barely snap my fingers. Can do it once, can't do it twice. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the linebacker preview. Stay tuned. Also today, Sunday, uh, depending on whatever day you're watching, we will have the mailbag that was supposed to be last week. We will also have the defensive back preview. And then this upcoming week, we'll have our Big Ten Media Days preview. We'll have our Big Ten Media Days reaction, uh, both the, the Michigan Day. Uh, I'm guessing Wednesday's episode will either be, we'll see how it works. It might be really late. Because I'll probably, we'll see how it works. Maybe, maybe it'll be early. I'm going to try to do some of these ones early, but uh, uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium, but we'll see how that works out. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for, with, for us with this episode. Make sure you check out the other ones. Thank you for watching and or listening. Peace.